0: Hi, I'm David. And I'm James. And we haven't played organized basketball since middle school, so this is why this podcast is personally found.
1: Dave, I just want to—I want to start this podcast with a little bit of imagination from you, okay? Okay, okay. Just pretend it's the beginning of the year right now, and I just told you that a 37-year-old is dominating the playoffs into the second round of the NBA playoffs? like What, what would okay. you be your first thought?
0: LeBron James, obviously. Yeah,
1: obviously. As you know, yeah. didn't make the playoffs because they're bad. But <laughs> there is another 37-year-old dominating these playoffs. I just need to give a shout-out to P.J. Tucker. He's having the most impressive playoff run I have ever seen from him, especially, honestly, of someone of his age. Chris Paul, I think. Yes. Uh, Chris Paul just turned 37, so he doesn't count yet until so he that's scores, what I, what, like, 35 what, points next week. <laughs> Probably then that might be more impressive for a 37-year-old, but as of right now, it is the most impressive 37-year-old playoff run I've ever seen, and from all people, PJ Tucker.
0: Yeah, when when you first started talking about this, like I thought I thought it was 100% going to be Chris Paul, but I'm so glad that it's PJ Tucker because he's has been one of my favorite players for the past couple years. And what I love about it too is just has that dog mentality, that Marcus Smart, you know? He's got that's the only that's the only intangible that, that you need is that Marcus Smart gene, you know? Forget about the clutch gene, forget about anything else, forget about shooting, honestly. If you have that Marcus Smart gene, you're 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 in for a treat with a player, and especially in the playoff time.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what he's doing on offense. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I have any <laughs> idea how many points he scores a game. It doesn't matter. It I, doesn't matter. I just looked up his defensive stats, and I know this isn't you know a stats-based, really facts-based podcast. Really, not many <laughs> facts being said. But An intelligent-based podcast? Little of that. Very little of that. <laughs> more opinions and more just silly goose time podcast. But yeah, exactly. i got to give you these Trey Young numbers because they just stun it. In the first round. Also, I don't know if you knew this, because if you don't watch the game, this is not something you would be like, oh, why does P.J. Tucker's defense affect Trey Young's shooting percentage? But he picked him up full court the entire series, which is the most ridiculous thing. Like, Trey Young just led the league in points and assists. He's like one of the better (laughs) ball handlers in the league. And then you have a 37-year-old guy that plays center sometimes just covering (laughs) him the whole game. But Trey Young made 22 shots the entire five games. And turned the ball over thirty times.
0: He that's shot thirty-one
1: percent from the field for five games total.
0: That's ridiculous.
1: And just PJ Tucker just hounding him the whole time, and now PJ Tucker is onto <laughs> James Harden, which is that's a little bit more fair match of a little chubby on chubby action. And <laughs> so that mo- that would makes more sense. I mean, is what I'm trying to say in my mind. PJ Tucker's covering James Harden. That makes more sense to me, yeah. just because you know, like, but Trae Young's so small and so quick, and PJ Tucker just you know, hounded him the whole time. But James Harden's still shooting. He's shooting 38% for this three games or however long it's been in that series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, just like the defense from P.J. Tucker right now is just like, I had to start it with that. It's just the most impressive thing I think I've seen in the NBA playoffs I, so far.
0: I love a versatile defender. And I think P.J. Tucker is by far one of the best. And, you know, even what I love about him, too, is he wasn't, he he's evolved into this great player, I think, because of you know the new era of basketball of shooting threes and and spacing the floor a lot. So small ball is obviously way more valuable, or you know, way, it's it's way more used. So so the fact that he can switch onto a center and be a fine just just and just as comfortable as, on Trey Young is is really remarkable. And you see what he did to like Kevin Durant in the playoffs last year. Now I'm not saying he held him to nothing, but he did like a, extent, a, a yeah. good job about it. You know, he did, he did a good job on.
1: It. Yeah, no, he did a great job last year. It's probably, partly, the re- I mean, Kevin Durant scored a billion points that series, but I mean, he made yeah, his yeah, life yeah. hard, but like, <laughs> that's the crazy part. Cause like, he used to be super versatile cause he could cover big guys as a small ball five. And like, if you did get switched on, like you weren't trying to give him the switch, but if he did get switched on to a guard, you're like, I feel comfortable enough. PJ Tucker won't get roasted. And now yeah, he's exactly. just turned into like, he's just the primary defender on the ball handlers. Like, I don't know when that switch happened. I guess it was this year. But I didn't, like, I didn't know that that was a thing until I was watching the Atlanta series and I just saw him pressing Trey Young. Like, I'm from the inbound all the way up. I'm like, God damn, how can you do yeah. that at 37 years old for all of five games?
0: See, the thing is, Trey Young, you know, is this like little boy kind of, you know, and you got this guy with a neck tattoo coming at you and, you know, that's never going to be okay. I'll never, I'll never be approached by a guy with a neck tattoo and feel comfortable. So I've, I'm sure no. Trey Young is, is not feeling comfortable all series. You know? That's a good point.
1: <laughs> that's a <that's an> good <laughs> point. His neck tattoo might like, doing wonders against Trey. It just
0: makes him nervous. But you think partly the reason for this? I mean, you know, the Hawks are not the best team, and the Heat. I mean, and and the Sixers without Joel are also not the best team. I mean, they're decent, but they're not the best. You think? You know, I, I wonder what happens once once he com- once the Heat will come up against a complete team like the Celtics or the or the Bucks.
1: yeah I mean I think their defense will hold I think they're a very good defensive team I don't think their offense is terrible watching I don't know if you you (laughs) watched any of that game last night Joel Embiid's back by the way I don't even know if you knew that what'd you say Joel Embiid is back I don't know if you knew that
0: is bad oh back oh yeah he's back he's back back.
1: yeah he played last night
0: yeah exactly yeah that's exactly what I was saying because I, I did watch that game last night and you know Joel had a bad game, but just his presence allowed them to open up the floor a bit, and you know, I mean, not just just create more offense. I don't know if necessarily necessarily opening up the floor is the right words to use, but no, I it just his presence was felt last night. I think it was obvious. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. That's just oh, me. I gained sure. a little respect for Joel Embiid, and I have no respect for him. So you know, I feel honestly, I feel a little dirty about it. I feel a little upset that I that I have to so sit you- here and. And praise Joel, but the fact that he came back from this injury this quickly, and uh, you know, got his team a win when they desperately needed it is it's impressive.
1: So I have a question for you. So now okay. after Hit seeing me that game, and you know, Joel Embiid's presumably going to play the rest of the series. I would assume unless yeah. something bad yeah. happens. Do you think they have a shot?
0: The Sixers? Yes. Yeah. One hundred percent. I think they do now. I, I I wasn't you know I wasn't into it at all. This. I mean, both teams to me again. Like I said last week, this is this is not you know these are these are not the teams that are going to make it to the finals in my opinion. I don't know, but in my opinion, these two teams are, are going to be eliminated next round no matter what, no matter who wins the next series. But um, yeah, I think it gives them a fighting chance for sure. And and you see Joel Embiid just his small impact. He didn't even have a great game, and and he was still super effective. And uh, I think. They might actually win it now. <laughs> I mean I hope they do. I love a comeback story, you know.
1: Okay, so this is a follow up question of that. Is okay. you thinking that the Sixers have a chance because is it because Embiid is back and is like so good that he changes, you know, the outcome of the series, or is it because yeah, yeah. of your lack of faith in the Heat?
0: I think it's a little bit of both, honestly. Joel Embiid is one of I mean, he's an M V P candidate for a reason, you know? He's not Yeah. He's not He's going to be able to change a series, especially from the team. They have they have a really solid team. They built a really solid team around him, and uh, you know I I'm, I had to admit, Joel Embiid's kind of nice with it. You know he's kind of nice with it, and the Heat. Uh, I, I just are, I don't think they're that. You know they're not that guy. You know, no, put it in TikTok I, terms, they're not that guy,
1: pal. After watching <laughs> that game last night, I'm a hundred percent. In on your prediction that that series doesn't matter Thank at you. all, and the Bucks, Celtics is the Eastern Conference Finals. They both stink yeah exactly. On offense. I don't yes. Well, okay. This is I think Miami stinks on offense. The Sixers don't stink on offense, but they usually aren't that good on defense. But that's yeah, why yeah. I lost all my faith in the Heat last night. They couldn't score. Like when Embiid was in the game, it was like they were like the best defensive team of all time, and the Sixers just aren't that <laughs> good. Like you mean know, they're not? They historically have not been good defensively all year. And the Heat just yeah, looks exactly. like, couldn't like, they couldn't score points. Like after watching that, I don't know if the Heat would score 50 points against the Celtics or the Bucks.
0: Like they would struggle. <laughs> no, 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 not <laughs> at all. I, I if they break if they break 50, it would be an accomplishment.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, they would have to get some turnovers. The only way they could score is in transition. That's kind of what they were doing last night, and it's just like, but it's not like the the Sixers don't have great defenders everywhere. They have pretty yeah, bad yeah. defenders most places except in beats. Really big and get a defense, you know, down low, which is where Miami yeah, lives.
0: I'm not, I'm not confident in that them at all, and especially because of the scoring. I mean, the defense is great. But I don't think they could hold, even hold, you know, the Bucks or the or the Celtics. I mean, their defense is great, but their offense is just so stagnant. There's nothing really going on. <laughs> like really, I mean, I'm no one to make fun of them, but
1: like it looks all It looks like like a a pickup basketball game. Like the sets yeah. that they run, they don't even run set Also, the shot selection last night that I saw was some of the worst I've ever seen. Like Jimmy Butler taking step back threes with like fifteen seconds left on the shot clock. And I'm just like, yeah, not. he's just not... a good three point shooter. I was like, what are you doing? And like, he's just Deadman, not a shooter like that that. Name is Yeah, and that Deadman guy was taking like jumpers, like fifteen footers yeah. with like you know twenty seconds left on the shot clock. I'm just like, what is going on? Like, why is that the shots that you guys want?
0: Yeah, it's it's brutal. I I hate, I hate watching offenses like that. And we can get to that later cuz I have another team that I I kind of am mad about. But I think we should go to the Celtics and and the and the Bucks series cuz this is the most passionate that we both are about a series cuz this is I think by far the best series in in the playoffs now. You know, I feel like a lot of the other series you can kind of I mean, it, you can never really tell cuz I mean all of them are pretty close. This, but this is the oh. series that I think with with um you know, like, talent-wise, talent, talent wise, I think they're the most well-matched. You know, there's this not there's is, not too much of a, a tilt in either direction. And I think a lot of the other series there are.
1: Yeah, I was, this is my question. Do you feel like, at this point in the thing, I mean, I'm a we're a big overreactors here. I mean, after the Celtics <laughs> got blown out the first game, I texted you, and you're like, they're the worst team of all time. And they're oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then they won, and you're like, "They're the best team of all time." And banner eighteen, here we come. You're, I mean, that's just that's just the way we are. That is, yeah, yeah, you've put on them so fast in two games, but just for, we should have
0: named this podcast overreaction.
1: We should have named this podcast overreaction. That's a good name. <laughs> um, so, based on just watching all the other series, I know we'll get to them. There's like not many series where I feel like someone has a chance, if that makes sense. Like yeah, I'm yeah, very yeah, confident in picking every winner of every series except this Bucks El- like it's the only one exactly. that I think is up in the air like I have yes, no idea it's, like, exactly. no feel- it's also because I'm a Celtics fan so like like I don't I can't just like pick them out right I'm not a fan that's like blatantly like you know what I mean such a homer where I'm just yeah, like exactly. oh they're gonna win this series so and so maybe that's yeah, why exactly. it's a little doubt I don't want to just feel like Celtics in six or Celtics and five and then be crushed when they're when I'm completely wrong so like I'm kind of just on the fence about the series completely I have no yeah that's why it.
0: yeah yeah that's why i said that before and i I think that was a great point on on, like on on your side it's like there's there's no telling because like especially in the first two games because i feel like it was so easy in the first game for the bucks and i'm not saying Giannis had uh, you know a great game or whatever blah blah blah. like it wasn't easy for them they made it hard but from that first game i was like oh it's clear they're going to win the series and then the second game it was clear that the celtics were going to win the series like like, if you just take isolate the games, just one each, I think, you know, you could you would easily say that one of them would win the series, like, flat out, based on how they played. But, like, obviously, it's two different games, so it's just so up in the air now. You, you can never you, – you don't know what's going to happen. Like, if there were close games, I get it. But, like, the fact that it was, like, not really close either time, I never really felt like either team had a chance in either game. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, if you, I don't know if you get what I mean, but
1: – No, yeah, no. It was a blowout both ways. I mean, the Celtics – Exactly first game wasn't as much of a blowout like on the score like you know what I mean like it ended up being whatever it was 15 points or whatever yeah yeah but
0: this is not about this this podcast again is not about numbers it was just a That's feeling what I'm you know? yeah. just no, i just i agree. felt like at
1: one point they brought it within six but like they, i had zero faith in them ever like you know what i mean it, i exactly, exactly yeah like, it was one of those things and then i mean the, i don't think the bucks ever got within like 15 13 coming in the fourth quarter like i maybe they cut it to like 12 once or something but, like it was that one would just flat out wasn't close yeah. yeah. And exactly. that's why, I mean, so we're recording this Saturday morning about, I'm checking right now, like two hours before we tip-off. Yeah. Of, yeah. This, of the next game. So I'm freaking out right now. But there's like, game three <laughs> could be very, like, obviously every game three is pivotal when it's 1-1. But, yeah. like, you, if it starts leaning one direction, like, if it looks like Bucks game one, then you're like, oh, maybe that's, maybe the game two was the outlier. If it looks more like game two, then you're like, maybe game one was the outlier. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, there's so much that can, like, he swung on this series or on this game alone at least i feel like yeah, the thing is i of, think
0: like, yeah i think but in i think that's just in the fans mind to be honest because like a lot of people will say oh if this you know if this game is this then the game, series is over if they win this game it, the series is over or like you know it's such a big advantage but i i mean i think even by statistics standards the game five is like the is the one that is really determines the series i mean not i not actually but you know, whoever wins that game five is like the one who usually wins the series. So that's what I'm really, is that true? I, I I don't really care about these first games as long as it's not a sweeper, or, you, you know, what yeah. you
1: say? So is that true about game fives or are you just making that up?
0: Yeah, no, I'm being serious. I think it's like something like, I heard it the other day, I forget. I think it's like something like 83, 83% of teams that win game five go on to win the series or something like that.
1: Really? I had no idea about that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because like the, if you think about it, right, especially when they split the first two. It, yeah. Then, then you you go to the second the second two, you really have to favor the you know the home team, but I, yeah. But, I mean, again, you look at the first two games, and you know that's that wasn't the case. So I think once you get to that game five, you know you you they'll probably it will probably be the most telling game. I think.
1: I guess, yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, no, that definitely yeah, makes yeah. sense. So what is your? Maybe, what do you what do you think? Okay, well I think. Go.
0: Honestly, I have no prediction based on all we've said so far. <laughs> Obviously, like it's such a tough series to predict, but I was I was going to ask you what do you think the Celtics need to do that they didn't do in the first game that will propel them to win the series? Because I think it it's easy it's it's hard to predict based on what we were just saying, but I think it's easy to say what do you like is there a certain, you know, does does Tatum have to be a top scorer every every game or, you know, hold them to a certain amount of points or, or hold Giannis to a certain amount of points is there one thing that you think will you know get them past the Bucks in this round?
1: Yeah I mean I think it's as simple as this sounds and you know as terrible of like a basketball analysis this is I mean they just have to make open <laughs> shots they're gonna get open th- they shot make 90 the open five shots, yeah. threes or something like that already in two games something crazy like that but they're almost shooting 50 a game and they're wide open for the most I- part
0: like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Every now and then, Tatum and Brown will take a contested one when it's on a shot clock. But, like, everything is wide-open threes. They don't have the best three-point shooters, the Celtics. They have decent ones. So, like, game one, they made, like, 35%, which isn't, like, a terrible number. I mean, it's not a bad percentage to yeah, shoot. Yeah, yeah. But when you're shooting wide-open threes and that many of them, and, like, game two, they shot, they made 45. And then there's a blah-blah. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to come down. They yeah, have exactly, to make yeah. those shots. And then for, they just can't turn the ball over, I think. Yeah, yeah. The Bucks can't score in the half-court at all. No. They barely, they scored, I think, like, the game one, they scored 48 transition points or something, 44. Yeah. And yeah. they only scored, like, 103 points in the game. So, like, you know what I mean? Their yeah. half-court offense is, <laughs> like, just terrible.
0: Yeah. I'm extremely uh, impressed by the Celtics. I mean, obviously, they held KD and Kyrie, but, you know, Giannis has showed such an evolution and he's always an MVP candidate and he won the championship and the finals MVP last year and I'm just I'm blown away of how well they're covering him. You know, obviously you have to let the other people on the Bucks uh you know shoot. You have to. I mean, whatever. Yeah. But the the fact that they're be able to they're they're able to hold him like to what they've held him to I think is really impressive and a good sign for the future as long as you know the the other Bucks players don't go nuts, you know.
1: Yeah, well, that's kind of what happened in Game One. Like Game One, they were helping too much, and like those bucks, those guys can shoot. Like the Celtics are getting wide yeah. open shots, and they they can kind of shoot. Like those dudes can shoot. So, <laughs> I mean, like if they're open, they're knocking them down. Like almost every yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I've been feeling like this way since the very first game against KD. About the Celtics is when I, they keep on locking up these superstars, and it's got. And I, every time, it's like next game's got to be their game, right? You <laughs> know, like I've been thinking about the Kevin Durant thing the yeah, whole yeah. time. And it just never was. I think like, he had one game where he scored a lot of points, and then same thing with Giannis. Two, two games, he shot awful. He doesn't look particularly good on offense. And I'm just like Game three how probably got to be the game that Giannis like breaks out. Right? I was like, I just don't believe something. Yeah, yeah. Like it's so mind boggling how like well they're containing superstars that I just like I just refuse to believe it. I think still like I'm just like it just, <laughs> just doesn't make sense.
0: Well, I just actually thought of a question for you. Now that I, it just popped in my mind, I saw I saw somebody talking about it recently. And this is just off the top here. Ready? Yep. Who do you think has a better? Paul who, who's higher on your all-time? <laughs> Paul Pierce? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Go with
1: the question. I hope that. Who the is answer.
0: higher? Oh, uh, yeah. It could be. I mean, we'll. I mean, no, it can't be. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> who is higher on your all-time list as of right now, currently? Giannis or KD? And honestly, it seems Pierce, like. Yeah an easy question but if you really think about what they've done individually and stuff like that i feel like it's a little tougher when you when you when you think about what Giannis has like gone through kind of you know
1: yeah um who's on the higher world? i i feel like i have to say honestly KD. I, I
0: think honestly at this point <laughs> yeah you think so
1: i mean i don't know it just seems
0: honestly like i think to i think i go with Giannis. i as of right now, I think I'm going Giannis.
1: But I see, like, like I see because the argument. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Giannis has two MVPs. Does KD have one?
0: KD has one, I think.
1: KD has one. The finals MVP. He has a few
0: championships, but yeah. but what? They're all with after joining. I'm not knocking KD for joining like the best team ever, but you can't sit here and tell me that it's not a thing. You know,
1: like Giannis championship was yeah. way harder. Yeah.
0: Way harder, you know, by himself, yeah. you know. Natural growth. I, I'm not even, you know, because I, I it, his championships are definitely valid, but you can't, you can't say that KD having Steph and Clay and Draymond, you know, all four All Stars versus maybe you know, I, I don't know. If you compare the players, it's not even close in terms of rosters. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. No. Of course. That's what I understand that, and also like, Giannis has two Finals MVPs. I would assume. Oh no! not one, obviously, because he just won
0: the one. Score. No, he only he only won one. Yeah, yeah, one yeah uh,
1: so he has one. I, did, I think KD has one. I don't even know if they gave him one though. I know it went to Steph a couple times.
0: Yeah, I don't. He, I think he, he has probably, one. I think he has one.
1: Yeah, I think he has one too. But like, I mean, the statistics alone, or not statistics, like the the accolades alone, like it is lethal, yeah. Giannis, and Giannis is way younger.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. He has I, way more. I mean, KD probably improve. has a couple
1: scoring championships on there, maybe. I yeah, like, I don't know if that's yeah. true because he would get hurt a lot. So I don't even know. If that yeah, is.
0: exactly. He, his longevity is really—I mean, even on the scoring list and stuff like that. You know, he would probably be so high up on the scoring list if he didn't get injured so much. You know.
1: Yeah, he's missed I mean, a Gales lot of years. Going to go way up there on the scoring list just because he doesn't really miss time, and then he dunks the basketball like every other play. Yeah, right? exactly.
0: He's too—he's too, too efficient. He's too efficient.
1: He's been like up on the leaders of the scorers like every year, pretty much. Like he almost won it this year, right? Didn't he? He was like right around the. Yeah, I think he was close. This year was like a down year for him, like statistics-wise. And I'm pretty sure he was like right behind a beat who won the scoring title. He was like a half point off or something like that. Yeah, exactly. So like he's going to be at the top of the scoring list every year for the next, God, I don't know, 10 years? How old is he? (laughs) Five years? Seven years? Something like that? (laughs) mean, like 15. Yeah, I don't know. Like 26, maybe? He might be 27.
0: Yeah, 26. Yeah, 26.
1: 26, so like... Thirty six might be a little tough if he doesn't develop like a jump shot. You know what I mean? I but mean like, he already
0: is though. That's what I love about him. Like,
1: okay, yeah, he's developed uh, one, but like, I don't know how well
0: he'll age. I, I, I will see. We'll, we'll have to see. But yeah, I, I, think, I think he has taken that spot from KD a little bit. I mean, KD also has more time, so who knows? <laughs> um, so what, what are you thinking about Ja right now? See, okay, so. I love Ja and his performance in the playoffs is amazing it's like it's like honestly watching I wouldn't say Prime D Rose because no one's better than Prime D Rose and I will <laughs> never I will never. Prime D Rose is the best player of all time but he he has that flair in him and he has that again that mentality that just like I'm gonna do whatever and you're not gonna stop me and I don't care that that hezy like that half spin that broke Jordan Poole's ankles and, and made uh, what's his name uh Draymond also bite and then he just had a wide open floater like he, he was doing some crazy crazy stuff and w- with such veracity and such explosiveness that it just so exciting to watch but my hot take about it is I think they have no shot to win this series and I'm so upset about it because I love him so much but kind of like the Mav series too where there's just so much on their back and Every time Ja was out and every time Ja didn't have the ball, they do the they run the slowest offense, kind of like the Heat. It's just like they all do a like a jab step and either try to drive somebody and get just completely rejected or pass it to somebody else completely stagnant offense. Honestly, the Memphis offense it, without Ja having the ball in his hand is pretty much nothing. And it's something that I, I really love Memphis, and I really wish they could beat the Warriors because I think that would be an amazing accomplishment for Ja and just the Grizzlies in general. Plus, they're the new, fresh team that you just love to watch. But it really scared me that last game. Even though they won, they needed 47 or whatever from Ja, and the rest of their
1: offense looks so terrible to me. I don't know how you feel about it, but i it looks awful to me. It's crazy that's your hot take because that's also how I feel about the series. I, like... Really? I just think they have no shot. I know it's 1-1. I just don't think they have a shot to win it, which sucks. I love the Grizzlies. I'm definitely rooting for them. But, like... Yeah, yeah. The Warriors haven't played well yet. <laughs> it's 1-1. And they're going back home. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they already <laughs> stole one on the road, and they haven't played well yeah. at all. Like, they haven't shot well. They haven't really... They haven't just played... They haven't played well. And it looks like they're in control of the series without playing very good. If You know what I mean? Like, it just... Yeah, yeah. It seems like they're dominating it's, it's this. Very... It seems like Memphis stole one from them that last game, but they're the higher seed at home, and like the exactly. Warriors didn't play well. So and it's still, and it felt like that. Just get that's the vibe I got from it. you. Know what I mean? Like they just it's like oh, they snuck <laughs> exactly. that one out.
0: Yep, I agree with that. Like they
1: didn't deserve, deserve that win, but they got it. And it's like they're just not yeah, going to yeah. win three more games like that. I don't think, especially now going to the yeah. San Francisco. I've... Exactly,
0: and I've never been. I've never been, I, I'm, I've never, I've never been so upset with a team that, that has just tied up a series. You know, <laughs> I've never been more down on a team that just literally tied up a series and is literally one-one. It, I just feel like they have no hope. And you know what I love about that too. I mean, just in general, it just feels like there's such a mismatch in terms of, you know, talent, overall talent, obviously not you know individual. Yeah, but. Ja is still talking shit to, to Curry, <laughs> and there's something I don't know what it is, but people like Le, like LeBron did the same thing in the whatever all those finals that love to turn their head and like talk shit like out of the like as Curry walks away from him. I don't know why, but Ja did the same thing at the, the post game, post game, and it's just he just that kind of that kind of stuff just fires me up. I love when when people talk smack to each other, and it's it's uh. It just shows their mentality and how much they really want it and that's why i love ja and he is amazing and uh, he goes he in that category with pj tucker and marcus smart except he's going to be a superstar which makes me even more excited if he can stay healthy you know
1: do you think people talk shit to steph curry out of the side of their mouth because they're scared to say it to his face because he's so intimidating <laughs> you think lebron's scared of steph curry that's what i'm saying is that what you're like,
0: saying? like how, I, I, that's that's what I'm saying. They always just turn their head and walk away, just like LeBron, just like Ja did. They're they're honestly they're afraid to him, uh, af- afraid to fight him or afraid something. <laughs> Maybe you know fr- he's such a good shooter. They think <laughs> he has a gun on him at all times. I was gonna say, do
1: you think <laughs> that no one wants to just face up to Steph Curry because at any time he might make a shot in your eyes? So if you're just like looking away, exactly. you can't make it in your eyes. <laughs> Even if it's after the game, he might just like grab a ball and make it just like ah, in your eyes. You're like fuck.
0: <laughs> exactly. That's why you know it's it's like it's like when you don't try to block a shot because you don't want to be on a yeah show. yeah the, yeah. So you, if there's a if there's a basketball in the vicinity, you don't want to be in, in his yeah. You don't you don't, don't want to be too close to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, how do you feel about the other series, the Mavs?
1: Ah, uh, over. Over. Yeah. <laughs> e, again, they just again, won a game last night, that... but I don't care. Yeah. yeah. See you later. Yeah. Go back to you know. Dallas or, or, is it yeah the Dallas Mavs I I blanked I almost said a different city for a second, um yeah go back to Dallas <laughs> it's over go home there's an take a there's an APB out <laughs> there's an APB out on a
0: um Luca's defensive career oh Luca's just being tormented because what do you see how how badly he got abused by CP3 yeah. in that that second game just attacked him every single play calling you know for his man to screen and everything it was just brutal to watch honestly it was like murder <laughs> murdering someone's will to live i was it was absolutely brutal.
1: do you know how like um people always ask like the young players like what was like your welcome to the nba moment or something like that i yeah,
0: feel like yeah, yeah. that's
1: like a welcome to the postseason moment in the western conference like if you're a superstar yeah, there's gonna be exactly. at least some point in your career where chris paul just torments you for an entire series and then you're gonna like yeah, have to exactly. learn from that like that just it happens to everybody and then eventually
0: like, and then and then eventually, Scott Foster takes him out. Was, <laughs> yeah, and then then they'll send Scott Foster he, to save you. He, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the, the, and then the next game, what he did, he played terrible too. Chris Paul, he's what's up with him? I, I don't know. He had like the best fourth quarter of all time, and then went went in on the next game and had nine turnovers. He had more turnovers than assists, I think, which is crazy. Yeah, it's
1: it's also weird how strongly I feel about the series being over when they just blew him out last night. Like, I watched that blowout, yeah, and exactly. I still just don't think they have a chance. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't even I can't back it up with facts. I just, like, I think they're just too talented. Phoenix is just too good. I'd like to take back my – I need to apologize for the things I said about them last week where I said that they had, <laughs> <laughs> that I'm just running them off. They're, yeah, they're they're very good. I, for, I forgot how good they were. Devin Booker wasn't back yet. I kind of forgot how good Devin Booker was when he's on that team. Yeah, he's very good.
0: He's very good. I saw him. He, he drained the first three of the game last night. And and I was just like, oh, this game's over. And I was wrong, but it just like something about it just seemed different. You know, he he has such
1: a clean shot. He's just such a pure scorer. I I love that about him. He does. He has probably one of the like the prettier shots. I feel like I feel like it's like that and like KD. Yeah, he does. KD's looks very nice. He
0: has he has the lowest the the lowest ratio of of pretty shot to pretty girlfriend kind of (laughs) ratio. I didn't know how to really word it, so (laughs) this is where this is where we are now. like like when 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 ben simmons dated kendall it was the highest ratio of pretty shot to ugly shot <laughs> ratio of all <laughs> yeah, time yeah yeah you know? yeah but at least you know Devin Devin booker's pretty his shot is so pretty that it's it's close you think you, it's, know, it's you think his
1: shot is hotter than kendall
0: no definitely not I but i'm brah. saying he closed the gap in brah. terms of the ratio i mean in terms of the ratio i don't know dude
1: His shot's gotta be like a 10. <laughs> you'd make love to a <laughs> shot no, for Would sure make love yeah, to his shot? yeah. I would take his shot home to meet my parents for sure. Oh, definitely. It's it's his shot is something you write home about, you know? I would I would you know I would take her to meet my
0: mom. We would have a great time together. I'd take I I'd, I'd take his shot out to dinner, <laughs> wine and dine, you know? The most expensive food. Michelin star. Little steak action maybe. Who knows? Five course meal. <laughs> um shoot, I had something else. Oh, okay um Jalen Brunson though I I love Jalen Brunson now he was one of my favorite players he I, he just he scores the ball so nice for somebody I didn't really even heard hear, hear of him not, <laughs> no not I haven't not heard of him but he's Fair just no. not obviously somebody on the radar of you know superstardom you
1: know oh yeah he's also gonna get paid I'm pretty sure they passed up on giving him an extension this oh, year yeah because I don't know they didn't want to give yeah, it to him and he's gonna get paid. He's gonna have so many. I love that. He scores. I love when so, teams, many, when points.
0: He, so many points. I love. I love him. He's gonna be, get that Della Vadova bag, you know, he, for locking up Curry. Like <laughs> he's gonna get that. <laughs> I Della forgot Dadova how bag much money he made for that. having a
1: good playoff series. That's crazy, yeah, dude,
0: ridiculous. Dude. That's crazy.
1: Then I feel like he just wasn't you, in the league in like stopped three years.
0: Curry for one game. <laughs> yeah, he literally stopped him for
1: one game. Yeah. That's like the Ecuador like, MVP. Yeah, let me let's give him everything. That is also like a funny you the Ecuador like uh, finals MVP. Yeah, <laughs> like LeBron still <laughs> averaged like twenty-seven <laughs> points, or whatever it was, twenty-five. But just yeah, like, he, he did score forty. <laughs> like, here you go, man. That's a hell of an accomplishment out of you. I've seen this
0: floating around TikTok, and I had to ask you once I saw it. So here it is: Shaq, Kobe, MJ, LeBron, Durant, or Curry. You have to ha- have your best starting five and you have to cut one who do you choose okay it's like a, one of those those desert island kind of questions where mm-hmm. you, you can only take one book or whatever you know yeah <laughs> one starting lineup you have to pick you have to cut one of those all all-time greats who are who you, who you gonna cut
1: <sighs> and this is to make the best lineup though right like not just to pick the five best players yeah i think there is a difference here
0: yeah of course the, well yeah, i don't make, know if there is a yeah, difference 100%, but, make the best lineup but
1: to make the best lineup i think i okay, personally i thought this was very easy not gonna lie to you okay well, I think it could go between two people, but I think it's the same reasons. <laughs> like, I think, like, if you pick either of those two, I'm on board. If you don't pick them, then what you're doing, you know? That's how I feel personally. That's how yeah, strongly yeah, I feel it. about it.
0: Let me hear it. You pick your, let me hear your pick. I want to hear okay. Your pick. Okay. Your I pick. was, yeah, I was stalling because I, I, I was trying to build it pick. up.
1: I'm going to go nuts. I am cutting Kobe Bryant. 100%, I think. Thank you. Thank you. You have to. Right? Yeah. What's your reasoning? Okay. So, this is my reasoning. You need Shaq. The only. I wasn't considering cutting Shaq, but to get really weird, I was like, you can cut Shaq and just go like that small ball lineup, which would be pretty deadly. (laughs) You know what I mean? But then, like, I mean, in this scenario, I'm assuming you're playing other great lineups. Like, what if someone has Wilt? You ain't going to fucking stop him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you need Shaq out there.
0: He's also very dominant, but, like, in
1: case they have a big. So you need Shaq. Yes. You need Curry for the spacing. Because surprisingly, not a ton of good shooters. I mean, you have Kevin Durant, too. But you know what I mean? Like, you need Curry for that spacing. Like, the way he just warps defenses, I think, will be... Ridiculous ridiculous. So you need to keep Curry. Yes. That was my first day I was like, you need Curry for shooting. You need to keep Shaq for the size. Then Kevin Durant obvious was that obvious for the shooting. LeBron James, LeBron James. Yeah. So for me it came down between yeah. Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, which is as crazy as that sounds. And then I started <laughs> looking up their stats. I looked at the three point shooting first. They both shot thirty one percent. Thirty two percent. I was just trying to get the most shooting around that lineup because the defense yeah, like yeah. everyone could shot create everyone's they're the best players of all time you know what i mean everyone can get their shot yeah, so i exactly. was like you might as well want space like so yeah, that's yeah. why i came down to them because they like both of those guys love the mid-range they, they play similar well like i mean kobe says it. Yeah. Like kobe modeled his game after michael jordan so i was trying to find yeah, the exactly. distinguishing factor between those two i also looked at their sizes because i thought michael jordan might have been bigger for a second so i was like i'll just take him because he's taller yeah. i was really just looking like they're the same player probably, <laughs> in this scenario They shoot around the same percentages. (laughs) They get the same amount of, like, same type of shots. And then Michael Jordan won a defensive player a year and Kobe didn't. And I was like, fuck it, I'll take that. Just like there's, other than that, I don't think there's a ton that distinguishes them from each other. (laughs) So I was like, that's why I just, I was just searching through stats and then I found that defensive player. I forgot that he won one, honestly. But so I was like, I mean, Kobe's not bad at defense. I'm not going to say that. But I mean, he won one. So I was like, fuck it, let's do that. Is that your reason? Yeah, so
0: I I also had a I had a similar thought process, right? Because so I think you keep Shaq because one, you know, and in any era, Shaq is going to be dominant. If you place him, if you place a prime Shaq in the league right now, especially like the Magic Shaq, he's quick, you know, and he's seven one and nine thousand pounds. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be good, and he as much of a liability he could be on defense in this area. I don't I don't think he would be that bad in his athletic prime. Right, and then you would never be able to stop him down low, especially in this era. Then, then again, obviously you put him in any other era, and he's like the most dominant player ever, and, and he would be the most dominant player now too, whatever. Then, then you, then for me, the other reasoning was Durant and Curry. To me, if you're if you're making an all-time list, they might be one and two on the best players to put in your starting lineup, like for an all-time team, not because of the best players, but. T- to me, out of the superstar players, they're the two best role players, right? Yeah. Like, they're the number one and two best role players. Curry can play the shooting guard to perfection and not be, you know, bothersome or not need the ball, but, you know, if you give him the ball, you know, whatever. And same thing with Durant. They don't—neither of them need the ball. They can play off-ball better than you know, pretty
1: much any superstar. I, yeah, I exactly. see what you're saying. Exactly. They play way b-
0: way better off-ball than LeBron, Kobe, or Michael. And I so I think it, 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 it was easy— comes down to lebron michael or kobe to cut and i think then at that point you say lebron can handle the ball and and uh you know he's a great defender yeah i just took him because of the passing too like you you have to keep him in there he's the best passer out of the group exactly and he's just big too he's a big body and a versatile defender and then mj and kobe i think it's it's just too easy to pick mj over kobe because you know they're the same player and michael jordan's better pretty much you know
1: i mean to me it was just a toss-up like i have no problems if you cut michael jordan instead of, like i it's really they're very similar in oh
0: this situation. <laughs> you're
1: gonna cut mj i'm just saying you could that's i wouldn't argue take. against it. that's a hot take. i wouldn't argue against it that's a hot take also can I, I, just I say mean, i'm i down for it can i just say one more thing a nice TikTok. because <laughs> at first when i was thinking yes. about this i was thinking about the defensive thing and i think the weakest defender would obviously yeah. be curry so, I just want to address anyone yeah. out there that's going to be like, oh, you should have cut Curry because of his defense or whatever. Because you would have a ridiculous defense yeah. if you had Kobe and MJ. But, but yeah, <laughs> this is, I was thinking about this, and my thought is, we'll be fine because we have Shaq and Kevin Durant who are both seven feet tall. So, just funnel them into yeah, the exactly. paint. And also, LeBron James, ever hearing of him, he's wandering around there somewhere. He's going to block that shot. To, I was like, the defense really doesn't matter in this group, <laughs> is what I came down to. And that's why yeah. I was like, I need a 40% shooter, whatever he shoots. I like how much. Not only that, not only that though. His
0: his shooting one hundred percent makes up for his defense in real life when he's on a team right now that has a good defense. Yeah, and you know, this this is that same scenario. He's a good def- team defender. He's he he's not great one on one in real life like right now. You know? Yeah. But because he has great defenders around him, or like just a good solid solid team and a and a good system around him, he's not like a liability on defense. He's fine. You know, he can he covers his spots he knows when to switch and all this stuff with with draymond just imagine if he's doing that same thing with lebron or running the pick and roll with lebron <laughs> like he does with the uh draymond It'd just be ridiculous yeah it just be that, that
1: was kind of my thought i was like i mean he's the weakest defender there just because everyone else is honestly like great defenders but I was like, it's not gonna matter. Yeah. he's a he's a good team defender, and like you have great defenders everywhere. Like they're I don't know. You're not gonna be able to score really. Like it's you're not gonna be able to pick on him. Yeah, exactly. There's always gonna be LeBron or Shaq somewhere yeah. lurking a block shot. <laughs> so based off that question, I have another one that's a little out there. Not out there. Just more like a, ah, a random okay, question. Cool. Cool. So this one wasn't found on TikTok. I just kind of thought of this on my own. I was scrolling Twitter the other day, and um, I saw a picture. You know, like those clay court clay courts that they play tennis on.
0: it was like underwater
1: i guess it poured there i was watching people like try and get the clay back to normal i don't know why that was on my twitter but i saw (laughs) that and then i was trying to think i was like what is like a great place like what other like just situations or like other surfaces would you want like an nba game to be played on easy this is an easy it instantly came to me
0: easily i want to see the nba players play on ice (laughs) now hear me out now hear me out no dunking no speed you know where they're playing in shoes not not they're not playing <laughs> they're not playing in skates. It completely levels the playing field it, it, it's the only surface that would completely change the game. It would be harder to shoot it'd be weirder to shoot it would be uh, you know you could m- maybe change the rules about dribbling a little bit and you can like slide around and stuff like that. <laughs> there would be no rim protection. it would just be so funny to watch. Also add a little caveat in there where you can do and I don't know why they they should put this in the in the NBA to begin with. A little um, hockey, you know. Mm. If you get fouled, kind of mad at each other situation. (laughs) You can box, (laughs) you know. So I want, I want them on ice with a little bit of hockey rules in there, and I think it, it would be so funny to watch, and it'd be completely change the game. And it's the only surface that would completely be different than what we see
1: now. Yeah, of course, that would definitely be different. That would be like, (laughs) yeah, definitely be the most (laughs) different. I was trying. I thought of more like places. (laughs) I was. I guess I kind of thought about it as like that NHL thing, like. Yeah, like, yeah. I would obviously... I want to see him play at, like, Rucker Park. Like, just think, like... That's, like, oh, something I, that's also, I, like... That was do- my second That thought. was also, like, doable. Like, they could easily have an NBA... Like, that would be the coolest experience. Like, for TV, for fans to be there. Like, it yeah, that would be the coolest. And then my second one I thought of... Um, just because I saw this in college before, they played like on like a Navy ship, like one of those big ass battleships. They put a court there once and play college games <laughs> oh, there. Oh, that and would it, that would just be cool. That would just be funny. Like, <laughs> like it would be so cool. That would be so cool. Also, I think shooting would be no, quite yeah, love harder both outside. Of those. I, so I think it would change the game some. I was thinking about that. Especially on like a Navy ship with yeah, the wind. outside. you shooting outside, on the, Huh? Shooting
0: outside in general, I feel Yeah, so. that's what I'm saying. Especially, I mean, depending on the elements.
1: Yeah, because it, like, it's harder to shoot in parks than it is in a gym, like when you play pickup and stuff. Just because like the wind can be blowing, but if you're on a navy ship, you know the That'd wind's be, blowing because you're on the ocean. So yeah, exactly. Like just imagine you'd have to like take it inside. Like the Bucks playing there would be like unbeatable because they be have Giannis. <laughs> I guess you could just sell out <laughs> and just like it would just be funny to see people try and shoot yeah, with the wind. Yeah, it'd be it'd be insane.
0: It'd be so funny, and and they should do it like the NFL too, where they play a few games and no matter the elements, right? They they have the the, the Christmas game outside. Yeah. You know, that would be so crazy. It starts snowing and just like or, or raining or whatever. It would be it would be it would be wild. I want to see the elements.
1: Okay, so I want to end this podcast on my skip playlist. You know, take of the day or the week. You did it last week. Ooh. I want to do it. This one is a little bit of a wild one, especially controversial right now with everything going on with the dirty plays. I think people need to relax, bro. Relax. I don't think plays are nearly as dirty as people think. Like people when someone gets hurt or something, people act like the it's like the dirtiest thing They should be kicked out of the NBA. Like, I don't think there's ever a scenario where someone's trying to hurt somebody in the NBA. Uh,
0: sometimes, sometimes. You think, like, yeah. I don't think so. There's some elbows. No, there are some elbows, especially
1: after the call and stuff like that. Yeah, but they're not trying to hurt them. Like, you just elbow somebody in like the, you know what I mean? You're just kind of like pushing them off you. No, there's some face elbows and stuff. I don't, I just can't imagine. I'm just saying. So like, did you see that Dylan Brooks play? And the Draymond one, they both got oh, thrown that, out.
0: That is completely different to me. I agree with that. Did Dylan Brooks. Well, the, players, so this is what inspired it because they both got
1: thrown out back to back games for Flagrant Twos. At first, everyone was like, how could yeah. Draymond get thrown out for what he did? And then they're just like, pretty much like, take Dylan Brooks and shoot him to the sun. Like, they don't want him to ever play basketball again. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. is like, I mean, he got hurt on that play, Gary Payne Jr., but I, I thought that was way more of a basketball play than Draymond's was. It just looked way worse because everyone got hurt and it was like at high speeds. Yeah. And yeah. Draymond's the guy was standing still, so it didn't look as bad. But Jay, like Draymond hit him in the face and then grabbed his shirt on his way up, which to me isn't a basketball play. I don't think it was dirty. I don't think he was trying to hurt him. Like that's where I want to make that yeah, clear. Exactly. But I think that wasn't a basketball play, and he should have been thrown. Like you know what I mean? If you if that's like the rule yeah. we're talking about basketball plays. The other one, he was trying to block his shot. He was nowhere close to, and he whacked him in the head, and everyone fell. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, but the thing is, yeah, I I completely. Completely
0: agree with that not being dirty at all. The Dylan Brooks thing, because I think he just doesn't jump that high. And if you really look at the replay, I mean, he hit him in the head, but his arm is completely extended to like the ball, pretty much. He just didn't make. That's it what he can't jump that. High.
1: That's what okay. So and also like I don't get the, like if Ja did that same play, he would have blocked it. Shot, he would have caught you know it. Mean? He would have jumped over the rim wrong. and caught it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but okay, that's I think that's more the point I'm trying to make is like, and then also people are just like, oh, you have to like know your body, like you know what I mean? Like people are just like acting like on a chase down block, he thought, I'm going to go up there and hit him in the head with my elbow. Like, I, yeah, I think it's, it's a true. lot of people that don't play... that haven't played a ton of sports where just, like, he probably thought, I'm going to block that shit. It's like, you know what I mean? He's like... Yeah, and then good. he jumped and yeah. he just wasn't close. Yeah. Like, people think, like, you... They, there's, the like, the all day, these right? thought processes going through, like, that you need to have control <laughs> of every, like... You know what I mean? He was just coming in out of control. Yeah, yeah. He tried to jump and he does, He just he wasn't close and he whacked him in the head. I really did yeah. not think it was that bad. No, it's not. And, and really if you think about it at the end of the day
0: what is going to be what what is going to get Dylan Brooks more respect a chase down block or like injuring the guy you know yeah like it's it, it just I think I'll, everybody in the NBA probably for the most part is a hyper competitor right Yeah, they've made it to this situation for a reason so so to say that he wants to injure him on purpose I feel like it's kind of ridiculous I know there's probably some people out there that do but I think like for the 99% of, of incidents that happen you know especially this one specifically he's just trying to block the shot you know i think it, how, how many times do you think he saw lebron on a highlight reel <laughs> pin one on the
1: backboard and be like i want to do that when i grow up that's what you I'm know? Saying. Like, i don't <laughs> think there's any malicious like intent but i don't know it's I've, i'm so sick of steve kerr at that point because he was like calling him dirty like yeah. in the interview like i don't know like i just he's played basketball he should know like that i don't think he was going in there like i'm gonna hurt him he's probably just like i'm gonna block that shit i mean it was kind of reckless because you gotta know you can't jump that high like you're not gonna get there but like I don't think there was any intent behind it. No, I agree. And uh, you know, I guess some
0: people just get personally offended. Yeah, personally find things personally
1: foul, if you will. Yeah, and I think that's the perfect place to end it because we're right up on time. <laughs> yeah, my so, camera's um, about to die, bro. Yeah, perfect time. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you did,
0: uh, follow us on TikTok at Personally Foul Podcast. We will hopefully get this onto Spotify soon and all other places. So you know, whatever. If not, not, catch catch us Uh, on that Steve Jobs,
1: Apple, baby, that's where we're at. All about them jobs. (laughs) Oh yeah.
0: So, uh, thanks for listening if you did. And you know, we'll talk to you next week.
1: Yep. Thank you.